0: I'm interested in the game and how we play it and how it goes across to the fans. We're in the entertainment business. Don't kid yourselves. When I'm sitting down with a remote control, I can go to any channel I want that quickly. And that's what we've got to, that's our challenge. It's not, you know, we've got the, you know, people love the game and would love it anyway, but there's a hell of a lot out there that we need to get involved in our game that we want to stay in our game. The quote that you just heard there came from, of course, South Sydney Rabbitohs coach, uh, legendary coach, and uh, one of the greatest minds our game's ever seen, in my opinion, Wayne Bennett. Still one of the greatest minds, if not the best mind in our game right now. And uh, you'll notice that he used the word uh, entertainment business. Now... For all of you long-time guru listeners, if you were here from day one, you will know that the day these rules came in last year, this six again rule, a lot of people pushed back on them. And I got right on the front foot and said, look, this is going to make the game more entertaining. It is going to be faster. And at the end of the day, we're not in the rugby league business. We're in the entertainment business. Now, I at times feel a little bit sorry for Vlandis. Now, um, you've got to remember when he brought in these rules, the entire world was on halt. yeah? There was no sport being played around the world. He went to all this effort to get Rugby League back on our screens, which was sensational. I know for me personally, it was the best thing to ever happen to me, aside from Guru, aside from all that, just mental health-wise. I, like, there was just nothing doing at that time, and having sport back, especially our favourite Rugby League, was just sensational, and I applaud him for doing that. Now, he also changed the rules. So all of a sudden, not only was it the only sport back, but all of a sudden, it's now a more entertaining, a faster are better to watch sceptical than what we had before. And, you know, I remember when T20 came in. Everyone bagged T20, oh, you're ruining cricket. It does, You know, it's too fast. It's shit. Oh, we want test cricket, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't. That's the reality. You don't. You want 2020. Yeah, personally, I'm not a fan of 2020. But the amount of people that are into this competition now, they're like they're, and all the younger generation, I coach all these guys. I have younger brothers. They are all obsessed with this T20 competition. Still, I've got no interest in it. But, like, you cannot deny that being faster, being more entertaining, it works. We have shorter attention spans now. Everything needs to be quicker. It needs to be faster. It's, It's a highlights world right now. You look at Twitter. You look at Instagram. You look at Reels, how big they're going. It's 15 seconds. 15 seconds to grab your attention. That's all you've got. And this is how the world is working right now. Peter Vlandis, he addressed that. He saw it coming. He said, if we're going to be the only sport in the world, we're not coming back with the same old rugby league that people know. We're coming back with a more exciting brand. And he dove in, he took a big risk, and it paid off. It 100% paid off. People absolutely loved the game last year. It was sensational. Now, obviously, last year... You had these new rules, then you also had a three-month period where teams weren't allowed to train together. Yes, there were blokes sitting in their garages with um, a Treddy and with a row machine and whatnot, but you cannot possibly emulate a rugby league game. You just can't do it. You, you can tell me you can. You can You can show me your, your bloody personal trainer down the gym that reckons he's cracked That He hasn't. He's lying to you. You cannot emulate a rugby league game in a gym, in a garage. You can't even emulate it on the training field. It is impossible. Yeah, you need to be in the game situation. There is the sense of occasion hits you. There's the adrenaline that runs through you. There's the fact of not letting your mate down. There is so much that goes into making rugby league what it is. And last year, we came back with a faster version of the game, which was sensational. But we had a lot of these players who they did their preseason almost four months earlier because we sat out for so long. And that wasn't our fault. That was just the reality of the situation. But then you came into the game with these guys that it had, what, a two- or three-week mini-preseason leading into Round 3, which was when the NRL came back. It was a completely different game. There was no way that aerobically and everything, the players could get to where they needed to be. But every team was in the same boat. It wasn't It wasn't even playing field. We saw a number of injuries last year. We had the NRL physio on last year. We spoke about that. We spoke about there's going to be an injury hangover. It's going to come into Season 2021, no doubt about it, and it has. Um. And look, I I think that the reality is that these new entertaining rules, these these six again and everything, it's been great for our game, but there's no doubt that when things get faster, technique tends to go out the window. Remember as a kid, no matter what you were doing, whether it was trying to play golf, trying to bat in cricket, trying to blah, 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 trying to pass a football, coaches would always say, you need to slow down, you need to slow down. The faster you go, the quicker your technique goes out the window. And I think that's what we've seen in rugby league over the last year or so. And I think this year... You know, we've obviously seen a lot more HIAs, um, which haven't been good for our game, no doubt about it. But this is all sort of part of what happens when you move towards entertainment. And I back it 100%. Now, over the weekends, the NRL decided hey, we don't want players contacting other players heads I mean I don't think anyone could possibly push back on that on that could they I mean it's going to be in 40 or 50 years time you're going to have a heap of these guys that have CTE that are in serious Barney Rubble you know we've heard players talk about it now that they walk into a room and sometimes they they forget why they went in there this is a serious thing this is not a pie in the sky potential thing this is happening this is already happening there'll be a lot of players ex-players that would be pushing back on this that essentially don't want to admit to it but this is happening have no doubt about it this is happening I like Boyd Cordner. I'm sorry, but tell me Boyd Cordner isn't going to have issues later in his life. And yes, he's a warrior. He's a fantastic footballer. It is sensational. But the reality with Boyd Cordner and the reality with a lot of these players, you stand in front of 80,000 people. You do amazing things. You you battle through concussion. You come back after getting a heck knock. Everyone goes, fuck, he's tough. Jesus, he's courageous. Let's fast forward 40 years' time. Boyd Cordner, 60-year-old, sitting in his lounge room, can't remember why he's there just starts kicking all these things that come off the back of it and it's just it is just not worth it the NRL are doing the right thing now you might not not like it now and the players now oh it's slow oh, it's touch football it's tag. all that shit they're doing their best to take care of you they're not doing it for themselves they're not doing it for themselves at all. they're not stopping the game 15 times during a game to help themselves out. They, they know that's not fantastic the game. They're trying to help their players. They're trying to do the right thing by the footballers in their league and by the families of these footballers and by the future kids of these footballers that don't want to have Dad go and stir-crazy. If you do a bit of research into this in the NFL, I mean, the outcomes of this CTA are just unbelievable. And... You know what in the NFL for years you've had helmet clashes you know a number of times during a game and it's all, and it's it's caused long term damage to a lot of players over there I would say our rate of head knocks isn't as high over here like per per individual but I mean does that mean that we should ignore it like I I personally think the NRL's done well to bring this in I think the w- reasons why they've done it is for the right reasons they want to protect their players and I'm sorry but I mean has it not always been a rule that you're not allowed to make high 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 tackles. You can't make high contact. I mean, I'm sorry my, my under 16s, they all they all know that rule that none of them have made it to first grade. Some of them have only been playing rugby league for a year or two. They're all well aware of this and I I don't understand why we've got so upset this weekend over referees sending guys off for blatant high tackles or so getting 10 in the bin and this is something that Like, I don't like giving them too many compliments, to be perfectly honest with you, but Rugby Union has been doing this better than us for so long, it's not even funny. And you might not want to hear that, but the way that they deal with high tackles, with shoulder charges, with talking back to the referees, that's a big one I've always spoken about. The players know, if you do a high tackle, you're gone. You are gone. Yeah, it is as simple as that. And this is going to be the reality in Rugby League now. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to see less head-high tackles. You're going to have players that are going to be more cautious from now on. And that is how it should be. I can't believe how upset we're getting over the NRLs enforcing the rules. Hey, don't come in contact with the player's head. It's fucking dangerous. And then we see players doing it during a crucial moment in games. They get sent off and all of a sudden everyone's blowing up. It's always been a rule. It's always been a thing. Let's not act like they've just invented something off the top of their heads. Yeah, for the blatant high tackles and all that, I agree with it 100%. I think they should get strict on the way players talk to referees as well. You see it in Rugby Union. They're a lot more respectful over there because they know that if you talk back, your yellow will go to a red. Your penalty will turn into a yellow card. That's how it should be in Rugby League. And this is something I've spoken about before on here that I think Rugby Union does it much better than us. They have a set structure of what you are allowed to do, what you aren't allowed to do. You know the exact consequences for what's going to happen. And personally, right now, I hope the NRL sits down this weekend and goes, Hey... We got most of this right on the weekend. We're doing the right thing by eliminating head contact as much as we possibly can. We need to keep doing it because we've seen these over rugby league in the last few years where they come in with something, whether it's the penalty gate a few years ago, whether it's putting your foot on the play, the ball, whatever it might be, and they go really hard for two or three weeks and then it fades away and we all forget about it. I mean, I, you know, and, and, and there's a heap of players to do it. One that I always notice is, is Andrew Fafita, mate. The, the bloke's played the ball with his foot about three times in the last 10 years. And every time there's a crackdown, he gets absolutely hammered for it. Then the referees forget about it, and we go on. And look, is it a huge advantage? No, it's like a split second. But in the matter of a game of football, in the ruck, trying to win the ruck, that split second, it matters. Yeah, it takes a little bit more coordination to do it with your foot when you're fighting to get up. It takes a little bit extra, and... You know, the referees they just need to understand that yes this is going to cop flack, but you're doing the best thing by the players and we need to keep going. In saying that, and the problem with rugby league and this is the biggest problem I find with rugby league as far as fans go and everything we expect, we expect referees to be perfect which I think is beyond ridiculous. We don't expect our players to be. We hope they are, but when they're not, it's okay. You know, when when, when a player drops the ball on first tackle, it's not as bad as when a referee makes a bad decision on a 50-50 call, yeah? And that that's what I hate about our game right now and the way that supporters carry on. It shits me to tears. It's a finger-pointing culture. It's absolute bullshit. It's childish. But right now, in our game, there is so much grey area, it's not even funny. And that's the beauty of rugby league for me. There is always going to be grey areas. We quite often, you know, even to the point of... When you score a try, you put the ball down in the in goal. It sounds so simple. We see at least two or three tries every single weekend where the grounding is so close, you honestly sit there and you go, oh, geez, could go either way. Not really sure. Yeah, like the Blake Ferguson one on the weekend. I mean, that one, I believe it was a knock-on. I think they got it right. But, I mean, that one wasn't far off going either way. There's a heap of these that happen every weekend where you're. it's a little bit 50-50. We go back a couple of weeks ago, South Sydney versus the West Tigers. Tom Burgess scoring. I mean, try, but, fuck, I could understand if they said no try as well. There is a lot of grey area in rugby league, especially when you get into tackles and you're wrestling to get to the floor, and it's the referee's discretion when they call held – and sometimes we want to call held on too long. Like, it just, you got bodies mixing in with each other all the time. There's always going to be grey areas. You've got guys coming in, making body contact, like a car accident. Occasionally, the ball's going to come out, and the referee's got to make a decision in half a second over whether it was stripped or dropped. There's always going to be a grey area. It's not as easy as you think. If you're supporting your, your, your team, you'll go, oh, bullshit, he got it wrong. And then you'll watch the replay, and if he did get it wrong, you'll go, see, I told you. But if it turns out he did knock the ball and you'll go, oh, yeah, okay, fair. And then you'll continue. You'll, you'll never talk about it again when the referee gets it right. But when they get it wrong, good God, you can guarantee you'll be texting your mate, you'll be jumping on Twitter, you'll be jumping on Facebook, you'll be doing everything you goddamn can to let them know that they've made a mistake. When, I'm sorry, most of the time when they get it right and it's your team and you've got a little bit of bias, you get a little bit upset for it, it just, it just, it is so hard to referee this game, and I know everyone thinks they're a better referee than the referees. And then you get sent to your local Oztag or Touchfield, and and you have to go and do that. You realise how hard it is, and that's with amateurs. Yeah, that's with absolute amateurs. I've done it a number of times myself. It's extremely difficult, so difficult to do. We get to the NRL level, and we expect these referees to keep up with some of the greatest athletes on this planet. At an extremely fast pace, see all the grey areas, keep everyone on side, watch this, watch that, do that. And when they make mistakes, we get a little bit upset. And there, there is a heap of grey areas, yeah? And that's uh, that's the point I'm trying to make. Grey areas, there are so many of them in rugby league. And one at the moment, and I'm going to use one guy as an example, and I hope you don't get offended by this. I know we all love him. I'm a huge fan of him as well. But I think it's fair enough to say that when James Tedesco runs the ball, after he tends to release the ball, he tends to fall into contact I see this a lot with James Tedesco. And as soon as these rules came in, I was talking to my mates, and we all said the same thing. Jeez, it's going to be interesting with James Tedesco because he does tend to fall into contact. Now, that makes it really hard for the defensive players. And if you watch that tackle on the weekend, I mean, the bloke is standing upright, and James Tedesco's head hits just about under his armpit. Now, James Tedesco's a big fella. Six-foot, odd guy. For you to fall under the armpit, I mean... Lachlan Burr's not eight foot. Yeah, like, it's hard for Lachlan Burr in that moment not to make contact with his head. It's extremely difficult. You had Nia Kauri. Same thing happened to him the other day. When guys sort of fall into contact... God, it's hard to deal with. Like, what, what what, are you meant to do? You're coming in 100 miles an hour. You've got the best player in the world in front of you. You've got the most elusive player in the world in front of you right now. He decides at the absolute last second, because he's a good footballer, he's able to make his decision at the last second when he really bites into the defense, whether he releases the ball or not. And then he tends to fall into contact. What are you meant to do? meant to do in that moment I just and this is one of the grey areas it's going to be really really hard for the NRL to work out because it's really difficult as I said before I like what they're doing we need to eradicate head contact in our game no doubt about it but there's head contact that's accidental and then there's head contact where you come in and put on a head high and that stuff that should go straight away as far as I'm concerned that should be sin binned or if it's bad enough sent off no doubt about it you will never hear an argument from me on that then when you've got this head contact when guys are falling or when guys are stumbling which happens all the time in rugby league and it's not a it's not an insult to James Tedesco he's just a guy that I've noticed it happens to a lot but it happens to players all the time it's not like James Tedesco is doing this on purpose don't message me and say how dare you say that about Teddy he's not doing it on purpose it's just the way that he moves and the way that he approaches his footy he does tend to fall into contact because he bites into the defense so hard. It's going to keep happening. And I guarantee you it's going to keep happening to James Tedesco. I bet you over the next five weeks, we at least see another two guys that get in trouble with Teddy because he is such a good player. He is a magnet to so many defenders. He has to be because he's simply too damaging and he tends to fall into contact, tends to fall into contact. And at the pace he's going, falling into contact, it's like falling into a bus, it is, just, it is going to be so hard for the referees to get right. And you know what? I, I I don't think they've got entirely all of the aspects right with this. And this is where... And this is the, the other side of the argument that I understand. I've had a lot of my mates say, oh, geez, they really should have trialled this in New South Wales Cup before they did it. And I understand that argument. I think it is fair. But on the other side of the fence, I'm sure the NRL is like, hey, you want us to trial whether we should allow guys to get more damage to the head. I mean, I understand where they're coming from. I understand there's going to be a teething period, but I think they need to come out and make a call, make a decision on what's going to happen when guys are falling into into contact. Because the reality is, it's a contact sport. It is a brutally contact sport, yeah? This is why we all don't play it. This is why there's only a select amount of humans that make it to first grade and hang around in first grade. It is tough as all hell. You can call the game touch. You can call it whatever the hell you want to call it because you think it's soft. It is the furthest thing from soft. That is, It is such a stupid opinion for people to tell me, oh, the game's gone soft now. The game hasn't gone soft. The game is fucking tougher than it ever has to be you have to be fitter than what you ever have ever had to be the humans are bigger stronger faster than they ever have been the game is faster than it ever has been don't tell me the game is soft that is absolute dribble i love when you're sitting at the pub and you hear some old bloke say that like fuck please open your eyes the game is harder now than it ever has been don't bother calling it soft but there are going to be times in body contact sport where there are going, there is going to be head contact when it is not intentional. It is just the reality of our sport. And this is why only a select few play it. And not everyone is going to play rugby league until they're 35 for this reason. It is a dangerous sport. No doubt about it, it's dangerous. Are we trying to make it safer? Yes, and so we should. We should be looking after our players as best as we can. And that means completely eradicating head-high tackles. That means that if you put on a head-high tackle that is intentional, where the player is upright and you can see it is careless, you should be sent from the field. I, I, I would never back down on that in any way, shape, or form. That should happen every day of the week. But there are grey areas. No doubt about it, there are grey areas. And there always is going to be grey areas. And do I have the solution? No, I don't. And I'm not even going to pretend like I have the solution. I'm sure you'll have a lot of... Instagram pages and commentators this week that say, I know how to fix it. No, you don't. No, you don't. Rugby league is the absolute king of grey areas. There is always going to be grey areas. The rule is never going to be perfect. What is good at the moment is that we're trying to protect our players. We need to do that. But it is going to take time. And as Peter Vlandy said the other day, It's going to be short-term pain for long-term gain. And I thoroughly believe that. I do. I know a lot of you want to message me and say, game's ruined, game's fucked, I'm not watching anymore. Wake up to yourself. You're going to come back next week. You know you are. You're not going to stop watching Rugby League because we're going through a teething period. Stop carrying on. Get your ass back on the lounge next week and enjoy the footy. There are teething issues going on right now, no doubt about it. Is the game screwed? Is the game over? No, it's not. It's going to be okay. We are going to work it out. We always do as a sport. We do it the easy way? Probably not. Yeah, I have no doubt about it. And look, for, for, for me, I understand the argument, as I said before, that the NRL is like, well, we can't wait around. We can't really test out whether we protect head contact or not. We have to bring it in straight away. And I understand that, but this magic round was one hell of a week to choose it for, wasn't it? I thought the timing was unbelievable. I mean,. It's been 10 weeks of HIA, 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 HIA. And then Magic Round, probably the biggest week of the season so far, probably outside of Round 1 when the game came back. I mean, Magic Round, all these people going to Sun Club Stadium, everyone keeping their eye on it, really party atmosphere. I thought it brought a lot of the games back to a bit more of a base. I mean, you didn't have your home and away advantages. It was a really exciting round. I thought it was a very interesting time to bring it in and i don't know maybe it was a tactic maybe it was a tactic because they knew that more eyes would be on the game that this was the week to bring it in more people would talk about it i don't know i think it's very interesting and, and I, I agree with what vlandy said that he said oh i'm not going to change because of a minority and look maybe it's not a minority because a lot of you are complaining and i understand that i get that so maybe you're not a minority but Gee whiz, I think you got to look at the big picture. I think you've got to realise why he's done this, the intention he's come in with it. Is it perfect? No. Is it ever perfect? No. Are our players perfect? No. I mean, let's be honest here. You've all known for ages, if you do a head-high tackle, it's a penalty. It shouldn't be happening anyway. We know how big penalties can be in rugby league. They turn games in an instant. I like what he's doing. I like the approach he's taking. Could the execution be better? Bloody oath it could. Without a doubt, it could be better. I like the direction we're going and I think they have to persist with this. Wayne Bennett said the same thing to Vlandis the other day. You've got to persist with this. This is what matters because you're going to have lives of these rugby league players ruined. And with all due respect, your heroes when they were kids, you know, when you were a kid, they these guys, they're your heroes. They're the guys you look up to. You see grown men with tattoos of these footballers. You see grown men walk around with these guys' names on their back. It's sensational. When that guy is 60 years old and can't put three words together and can't look after his grandkids... I'm sorry, Joe Blow with his tattoo wearing his jersey around, he's not going to help him. The NRL's not going to help him. We've seen that. They can't go and help each and every one of these guys. They can do their best, but 40 or 50 years after the event, I mean, that's when you're going to really feel that the referee didn't take, that the NRL didn't take care of you in these rugby league games. And I, I think it's fantastic what they're doing. I think that The NRL, they need to go about it this way. There's probably a few teething problems they need to get through, as I've mentioned, but I think they are heading in the right direction. You want your game to be faster. You want it to be more entertaining, which is sensational. It means the technique does tend to drop, as we've spoken about, and I think that's been the reality in our game. So you either go back to a less exciting brand of rugby league or you make changes to make this sort of game work, and that means you take out head-high tackles. That means that teams will now adjust. They will adjust the way that they defend. And you know what? If they did this half-ass and there was like two sim binnings, I don't think any NRL coaches are going to their Monday session going, hey, we have to change everything. Now, Now they're going back there and saying, hey... The game has changed now. We need to adjust what we're doing. And that's the result the NRL wanted. And that's the result the NRL needed. And yes, these players will call a touch footy. They'll get shitty. They'll get upset. But, mate, it's in their best interest. It is just so far in their best interest, it's not even funny. And now that it means that it can directly affect their result on the weekend, I bet you who sits up and listens, it'll be these players. It'll be the coaches, yeah? Yeah. There will be no more excuses for careless high tackles. It'll be part of their game that you need to keep this shit out of your football game. You need to make sure you're doing it properly, and that's the direction we need to be heading. And maybe it is something dramatic like this that has made it work. And if so, so be it. That's what we beat. That's what we need. Unions done it for years. Unions done it sensationally. You don't see many high tackles or shoulder charges anymore because they know that if it, if it even looks like a high tackle or shoulder charge, you're gone. See you later. You're not coming back. Yeah, and you cost your team straight away. And that's the sort of accountability that we need in our game. Now, right now, of course, I've said technique drops, the game's faster. It's going to take time to adjust. But why not start now? Why not start to adjust it right now? Hey, you cannot make contact above the head. Yes, there's grey areas of falling players that are still going to be a nightmare. I understand that. But the one thing that you can take into control is that you do not make contact with the head in football. It's always been a rule, but now it's enforced heavily. So now we've really got to listen to it. Yeah, there's going to be no more high tackles. Hold two fingers up. Sorry, boys. Don't worry about it. It's forgotten about. Now it's going to be do not do it or you will leave the field and you won't be apologizing to your mates on the field. You'll be saying sorry to them after they've done their interviews after the game because they've been dusted because they had 12 players. And that's the sort of reality we need. I I know it's controversial. I understand that. I get it. I'm sorry. We need to be protecting our players. We need to be protecting their heads. It's... You know they 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 can do ACLs, they can do break arms, they can break legs. They're going to recover in a matter of months. They'll be back out playing footy. You keep on doing damage to players' heads. They're playing. They're paying for it for the rest of their life. And it's not only them that's paying for it. It's their wives. It's their children. It's their grandchildren. It's everyone around them. It's friends and family. We need to take care of these guys. I support what they're doing. I think there are gray areas that we need to work through. I'm not sure how to work through them. As I said, I don't understand it, but I mean, not that I don't understand it. I don't understand how we're going to work through those gray areas. It's extremely tough, and they're gray areas because they're not black and white. It's always going to be tough, and rugby league, it's absolutely full of gray areas. It's always going to be that way. That's what makes it so great, but so friggin' annoying at the same time. It makes it so hard sometimes because there are so many gray areas, but that's the beauty of our game. 17 blokes to show up every week and it's anyone's game. There might be better teams and worse teams, but we've seen over the last 115 years of rugby league, it's 17 blokes going head-to-head. If you hold the ball and you stick to your game plan and the other team's just 5% off, anyone can win. It's just the reality of our sport. That's why we love it. The the, the other thing I want to mention that I didn't overly love, and I know Wayne Bennett's not a huge fan and I don't know, I, I, I can see both sides of this argument once again, so I'm open to people messaging me to tell me, but Look, the, the way that at the moment we are, you, you've you got eight interchanges, right? You've got eight in, interchanges for the whole game. So especially your big boys, your front rowers, who are going to have to get fitter and fitter. But there, there was a moment like in, in the South game the other day where the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they went, um, they went for an entire set of six. Essentially, they, they got the fourth tackle. The ref called the game up. Then I think he called Chad Townsend back for a crusher tackle on first or second tackle. And... Look, I'm not a huge fan of this one. I'm a fan of letting the referees referee. I don't like that we can go on for four or five tackles. I mean, because, and, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but this is going to happen eventually. This is going to happen eventually where we have a player that's going to get injured on one of these third, fourth, fifth tackle plays, and then the referee's going to call it up and say, oh, actually, there's a penalty back on second. So all of a sudden, you've got these other guys who are already tired. We already have an injury play game that are now making four or five tackles that they don't need to. It takes more out of their gas. You risk more injury and whatnot. And then we bring it back for something that a guy up in the grandstand saw. It just doesn't quite make sense to me. I think we need to let the referees make the decision. If the referee doesn't get it, the referee doesn't get it. And then your match review committee, you can say to Chad Townsend, hey, we caught this crusher on second tackle on the 10-meter line, one week, carryover points, whatever it might be. I just don't think... Referees should be able to come in in general play and make a call that the referees didn't see cuz eventually it's going to lead to more and more and it, we just have too many interruptions in our game we have far too many interruptions and this is something that Wayne Bennett touched on in in his post in his post match press conference and I highly advise you go and have a listen to it. it's about 12 minutes um starts off with Wayne doing his normal defensive bullshit where he, he oh how would you think the team played Wayne Oh, you saw the game didn't you you know that, that normal stuff that Wayne does i personally i love it i think it's hilarious um but then he gets into these, the rule changes, the interpretate, interpretations and all that. And it's a really interesting listen. And it's not Wayne Bennett being biased against South Sydney. It really is. And he talks about the Chad Townsend moment. There's no doubt about it that that helped him to win the game. No doubt about it. And he says, yeah, look, it was great, but. You know, next week we could be on the other end of it and then it's a shit rule all of a sudden, yeah? He says that he doesn't like how the video referees are allowed to come into this just mid-game. If it's a try moment that the referees are unable to make a decision on, he sends it upstairs. By all means, go for it. But I don't think it should be. The video referees can can get in the referees' ear on fourth tackle and say, hey, first tackle, you missed a, a, a crusher. Let's go 40 metres back down the field for a penalty. I just don't think it should be done that way. I understand the arguments that it should, but I think that's what we have the match review committee for. And this is sort of what White Wayne Bennett touched on. I don't think video referees should be pulling up games live. It kills the momentum of the game. and mo- Momentum has always been important in rugby league, no doubt about it. But right now... Momentum has never been more important in rugby league. And what it does, all it does is it just gives the players a huge breather. As I said, you've got these eight interchanges. You've got these guys, these big guys in the middle of the park. Like, we've tried to bring the smaller guy back into the game. All of a sudden now, you have the referee stopping to go upstairs three or four times a game. You have a captain challenge, with which teams are quite often using as a blatant rest. Let's be perfectly honest here. Teams are saving them for, for the back end. And even the commentators it. hey... Captain's challenge, might be a good time for a breather. Let's use it now, yeah? It's all about just getting just getting less fatigued, essentially. Rugby league is a battle of attrition. And I'm taking a lot of the words that Wayne Bennett used because I agree with him 100%. It's a battle of attrition. It always has been. And right now, I think we have too many stoppages in our games. I think we should just leave it up to the referees. I really do. I don't like the video ref coming in and chiming in on things that he was not asked to help with. If it is a try as I said, that the referee's gone, jeez, I'm not sure that happened so fast. There were so many bodies on the ground. I think we need to go upstairs. By all means, video referee, get stuck into it. You can have a look at it. You can have a closer look at it at a few angles, make a decision, but... I don't think that we should be going back in time and video referee commenting on those things. The last one, big blow up James Tedesco, oh, you know, he got he got head high, he came off, he went straight back on boo, how dare they. We, we, we told you this three weeks ago, yeah, we told you this three weeks ago, it's going to keep happening. The NRL's left a little loophole and shocked me. The smartest guys in the room, we saw Craig Bellamy the other week, we saw Trent Barrett this week, we saw a couple of other coaches um, that I featured as well, but we, we only talk about it when it's the Roosters and the Storm unfortunately, because No one likes successful people, apparently. But if the NRL is going to leave this loophole open, the players are going to do it. Yeah? The players are going to do it. There are a heap of these little loopholes in our game that you can use. We've seen guys in the past. I mean, the loophole that was left when when there were guys like Slater and Jared Hayne who were returning the ball unbelievably, you just kicked the ball dead. Sweet. We'll give you a 20-meter restart. That's fine. We're fine with doing that. You would have returned it to the 30 anyway. The NRL changed the rule. We bring in the seven-tackle set. Beautiful, you changed that. That was good. We had, you know, we used to have a huge time-wasting play would be to take a shot at penalty goal late in the game, purposely miss it, then come out for the 20-meter dropout. All of a sudden, there goes three minutes, yeah? There's always going to be these loopholes, and this is one of them. And the, the NRL needs to do something about it. I don't know what you do about it, but they need to do something about it. Once again, another gray area where it's really hard to officiate what happens because James Tedesco... he he, he gets hit high, he falls into that tackle, whatever you want to call it. Referee makes the penalty. All of a sudden, you're given an opportunity. Hey, you've got a free interchange now. Do you want to use it? I'm sorry, are the Roosters going to look at each other and go, oh, better not. Better play fair. Better play fair. We've been given a big advantage, but we're going to turn it down. It makes no sense. No one in their right mind would possibly do that. If they did do that, you as a Roosters fan or you as whoever you are, if it was your team, would sit there and go, what the fuck are you doing? You just got offered a free interchange. Interchanges, they are gold in rugby league right now. They are absolute gold. You cannot leave tired bodies out there for too long because the players and the coaches, they are too tactically smart now to not take advantage of you. If they can see you're gassed, all of a sudden you've got spot defender written on your forehead and you will get worked over and you will get a number done on you. There's A lot of things going on in rugby league at the moment that fit into grey areas as I've said there's a lot of things that have to change over the next few weeks and months and I'm sure they will we'll see how it plays out but I am very supportive of what Vlandish is doing right now I'm very supportive of the way that he is trying to protect our players because they need to be protected because it's not us that's going to pay for it in the next 40-50 years it's going to be these guys it's going to be their families And if they're providing you this much entertainment, the least we can do is say, hey, can we maybe stop you getting the shit beat out of your head and ruin it and just completely frying you for the next 30, 40 years of your life? I think it's the least we can do. There is the gray areas. James Tedesco, he's going to feature in a heap of them. I guarantee you. Yeah, there's a number of other guys that will as well, but Teddy is definitely one that tends to fall into contact. It's not a strategy. He's not doing it on purpose. It's just the way that his body moves. But it is going to become an issue. It's a gray area they need to solve, and... As I said before, I'm not going to pretend like I have all the answers. I might, you know, my page is called The Guru. I'm not going to tell you I have all the answers. Yeah, that's completely unrealistic. That's stupid. I'm self-aware enough to understand that I don't have all the answers. I don't have the answers for how they're going to solve this. But something needs to happen. Vlandys needs to come up with something because some of the contacts that were made on the weekend were very, very unfortunate, very unlucky. But it is a contact sport with guys going 100 miles an hour trying to stop each other. They have to make decisions in an absolute split second. And sometimes accidental head contact is going to happen. Are we happy about it? No, but it's going to happen. Our accidents happen every day. Do we stop driving cars? No, it's going to happen, unfortunately. We do as much as we can to stop car accidents. Yes, we do. We have, you know, we have cameras now for speed. We have cameras for mobile phones. We have police around. We have traffic lights. We have all these things to minimise the amount of car accidents that we can possibly have. Are they still going to happen? Yes, of course they are. They are always going to happen. It is same as accidental head contact. It's unfortunate. It's terrible. We don't want it in our game. It's dangerous. But good God, how are you possibly going to stop this sort of grey area stuff that is head contact when it is not? blatant head highs. It's a very tough situation to be in. I love the stand they've taken. They are going about it. Potentially the wrong way. I'm not sure how to go about it. I'm not sure what's better. But they are doing the right thing, the execution. I'm just not sure if it's been planned out enough and has been ready to go this week and if they thought about these situations. But I think it will produce a better game for our players, more safety for our players, which is very important. And I know that a lot of you might not care right now, but I guarantee if it was your son, your daughter, whoever it may be, playing in these games and they were getting concussions like Boyd Cordner, you'd be very keen to see Peter Vlandis make these changes. It's important. I have no doubt about it. The future generations of Rugby League, they will be glad that Peter Vlandis has taken all this shit on the nose this week and that hopefully we see a positive change in rugby league Mom.